Good morning. I've come to do the Bible reading today, um, and today we're reading from Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were all completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And our next verse is from Exodus 20, verses 8 to 10. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do not, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant nor your female servant, nor your animals nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Thank you, Josie. Uh, I, um, I've got some colouring in bits here, and, and um, if you are a person who need to draw or write or doodle, help you concentrate and engage and interact well, um, please feel free to grab one. There's, there's um, this, this little, um, oh, yeah, but there's no pencil there. All right, I'll grab a couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop them in the middle, and then look, Please feel free to just jump up and grab one or pass around. You, you're welcome to draw, doodle, um, whatever it is that helps you to engage. If I was to ask you this morning, and just think about it for me, will you, just, just in your mind, um, what does it mean for you, to rest. Resting. If you're, a, if you're a Christian and you're familiar with Christian language and maybe the, the second Bible verse that we read, um, you know, the, the, the Bible or the Christian word is, is, is Sabbath. What does it mean for you to, to Sabbath? Now, there might be a whole heap of things that come to mind and that you have sitting in your head. But can I, can I suggest that what I think most of us might have as a default, and that's certainly what I would jump to, first of all, when I hear the word rest, what does it mean? Well, here's what it means. It means that I've worked hard, I'm tired, exhausted, fatigued, I need to rest, so that I can recover, refresh, so that I can get back to work, right? Now, we see that in many ways, you know, if you're going on a long 
bike ride or a walk. You need to walk hard, stop, rest, so that you can keep walking. And, you know, so we would say the same happens in the course of a week. So we would say even corporate psychology would jump on this bandwagon and say, well, if you want to actually up your productivity as a, as a company or a business, you need to let your people rest because they need to recover. They need to replenish, restore, in order that they can keep being productive. Right? Rest is recovery from work. That's what it is. And, and, and in a certain way, the, the Christian church has started to very much think the same way. This is God's loving provision to give us time to recover, to return back to the work that he's calling us to do. Can I suggest to you this morning that rest is that, yes? But it is a lot more than that. Sabbath is that, it's no less than that. But it is fundamentally a lot more than that. I would say it's not even primarily about that. It's not the first thing that we should get jumping into my head when I think about rest. And I want to show you this morning from Genesis what it is. What is it that should jump into my head when I hear the word Sabbath or rest, right? Come with me as I unpack it. Uh, We're part of this series through the first three chapters of Genesis. Uh, uh, We've we've done the, the, the first two verses. God created the heavens and the earth. We've looked at the the six days in the, in, the, in, the, in the first chapter, Ryan told us that God has formed the earth and then he's filled the earth in this, this sort of, um, I'll put the symmetry up again, and then we get to the, the seventh day, the last part of the creation story in the first chunk, first chapter really. And, and uh, really this bit belongs to the first chapter, the, the whole poem. So, so I'll, put, I'll put the verses up for us that we read this morning. We're going to return to them and sit in them a bit today. One of the things that strikes us here, that should strike us, maybe yell them out. What do you think is the most striking thing here? Just scan them. There's a lot. What is he going for? Anyone have a stab? Yeah, there's a repetition. Yeah, we're going to get there. Great pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of God. God rested. So, so the question here must be first up was he tired? I doubt it. This is God. <laughs> Inexhaustible. Uh, oh, 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 omnipresent. Oh, omnipotent. Powerful. Inexhaustible. Inexpressible. This is God. There's no way he's tired. That he needs to recover from exhaustion so that he can keep going. And yet, he, he rests. So, so, so off the bat we see here, folks, that whatever rest or Sabbath is, it, it, it's not, firstly, primarily, 
about recovery from fatigue. Because otherwise, God himself would not rest. Okay, so it's not that. Then, then, then what is it then? This is what we now need to center our thinking about. I want to put before you uh, what, what, what I want to suggest to you today is about. Now, it may be about a lot more than this, but this is the thing I want to hammer today. And I think it's an important thing about what rest is. Here's, here's what I suggest to you it is. The Sabbath is about finding meaning in moments spent with our magnificent maker. Meaning in moments spent with our magnificent maker. I could even add another M word because this is integral to how you spend that moment. Meaning in moments spent magnifying <laughs> the magnificent maker, entering into the, the very presence of the living God and saying to each other, here he is, enjoy him. He's here. I, I love the picture of Adam and Eve, and I think this happened daily, but I think it happened on the seventh day all day. God coming down to walk with them. I put it to you today, this, that's what rest is. It's what Sabbath is. It's why God himself rests. He stops. He says, now, nah, this day has one purpose. <laughs> and one purpose only. It is for my people to say, there is going to be a moment in the spread of every seven days where they are going to find their ultimate and true and highest and sweetest meaning in my presence with me. That is what is going to be the, the high point of their existence, of, of creation. And, 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 and we see it so clearly. I want to illustrate it with a story, but before I do that, I'll just stay in the text for a little bit. We see it so clearly in the in the whole chapter 1, if you had asked yourself, if you've been here the last few weeks, you read the whole creation story, right? And you ask yourself, what is the high point? What's the climax? What's the sweet spot of this story? And we would often say, well, it's the creation of mankind. It's Adam and Eve in the image of God, and that's the climax. Um, and that is true to an extent in the sense that of all the created living creatures with which God fills the earth, mankind is different. They're, they're, they are the high point. But of the story as a whole, I beg to differ. The sweet spot is the Sabbath. It sits on its own. It sits there as the end, as the crescendo, the, the sweet, best part of all that God has created is this seventh day where he said you're going to stop and the thing you're going to do is you're going to have me and I'm going to have you. I love that song we sang, Jesus, you are mine. I get to sit and be in your presence, spend moments with you, our maker. That's what it's about. That's what Genesis tells us it's about right off the bat. The repetition that we see in Genesis is so beautiful that it says... Um, well picked up, David, you know, the seventh day, the seventh day, the seventh day. Whenever anything's repeated in the Scriptures, it's because I want to say, this is important. <laughs> There's something about the seventh day that the creation story says that's different. This day is different. It's not like the others. It, it's, 
in a sense, more important. It's, in a sense, the most important. It's the one that matters more than any of the others, right? And how vastly underattended to it are we? Oceans of ink spilt on how it was done, and was it long earth, short earth, old earth, new earth? None of that's even the high point. The high point is this. That I get to sit having moments with my maker as the ultimate meaning to all that has come before. That's what I put to you the Sabbath is. And the story that I want to tell you is how, how well, for me at least, if I can try and illustrate and ground it, if, if, if it needs to be done. Um, we went camping in January <coughs> as a family. And um, I love camping. Any campers here? Any? Oh, a lot. Ooh, you get it. Any non-campers here? Oh, yes, there are some non-campers here too. Right. What I love about camping is I love the, you know, I love all of it. I love the, the, the preparation, the thinking about it beforehand, the packing, the getting ready, driving there, setting up camp. You know, it's really just adult dollhouse. That's really what it is, isn't it? That's, that's kind of what camping is kind of all about. It's, it's, it's playing house, right? And it's fun and I enjoy it. Um, and we did that and we, we, we got it all ready. We drove down to the far south, Bruni Island way. And, and one day during the camping trip, we went to the Tahoon Airwalk. Did the airwalk and then Dana, my wife, and our two older kids wanted to do the, I think, the swinging bridges walk, which is a bit longer. But Amy, our little one, and myself thought, no, that's too far for us. We're not going to do it. Mainly because I have to carry her all the way. <laughs> and I wasn't up for that. And I said, no, 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 I'm going back to the, the reception center, which is all that really lovely. And, and there was a moment there for me that kind of, just grabbed this so powerfully. We, we got there and we were already a bit tired from just the air walk and all of that. And I got, I got myself a drink. I got her an ice cream. And, you know, I sat there on this beautiful deck with late afternoon, evening really, and you just see this breathtaking scenery that surrounds you. A river flowing with the, with the sounds of it. I can picture it vividly and clearly. You know, the green trees with the golden hues of, of the sun sort of in the late afternoon, evening. Uh, the smells of it, the stunning glory of creation. And, and, and even as beautiful as that was in that moment, and this is a doting parenting moment, sorry for the, the, all, the, all the gushiness. You know, the, the, the prettiest thing that I saw was was the little girl with her curly hair and a big smile with two missing front teeth. It was the prettiest part of the entire creation scene in front of me. And yet, even as good as that was, I said to her, I feel so overjoyed. This is a, this is a sacred moment. I said, Amy, can we pray? And, and we prayed and we, and we said to God that he is the best and the most beautiful. And we love him. And he's so good. And praying around that little table on that deck. The point of the story they want to get at that moment was the high point and gave the meaning and the sweetness to all the setting up tents and driving and preparing and getting ready. They were all good in themselves. I love them. But 
But take that moment out. And it's an impoverished experience. You see? Moments. Stopped. Set aside. Spend with our maker. <laughs> they are the sweet spots in life. <laughs> they are what make it all worth it, all the work we do, all the ministry we do. And so here's the question then for us that we want to get to, folks, is I'm asking myself, maybe you do too. I'll let you think for yourself. Do I value this as highly as I ought to? It's my wrestle. When I get to the end of my life, if in the grace of God I live long and I get to reflect back on my life, visit my grandmother who's in her 90s yesterday morning, and you know, she said, You spend most of your time thinking about the past. There's no future really to think of. When I'm there, if I get there, well, I say to myself, you know, the sweetest part of my life were the Sabbaths. They were the moments <laughs> dotted in my life. Weekly, annually, monthly, you know, there's patterns and rhythms. But they were the, they were the times. They were the high points. They were the things that I said, man, that was the best. And so here we come to the question of what is it that we measure in life, right? Do we measure moments? Our culture doesn't, at least not with God. It's, it's measuring money. It's, it's measuring materials gained. It's measuring, if it is moments, it's not moments with God. It's moments with how many travels I've done, how many experiences with the materials in creation I've had, but not with the maker. Right? That's what culture measures. What does church measure? My goodness. Are we known as people who others look on and say, you know what's sweet about them? <laughs> they get to spend, and they'll say it outright as the best part about them, so many sweet moments with a maker who, who they know love them and they worship them and they enjoy them and they stop and they rest and Sabbath regularly. That's, what, that's what's distinct about them. What's so good about them? Do we, do I, in my Christian life, measure that as a sign of my maturity of, of Christian growth? Too often not, right? And I, and I guess this is where we are challenged today very much by what God has in mind for me and for us and all throughout, I don't have time to go into this, throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament, this idea of finding meaning in moments, magnifying our magnificent maker is God's trademark, his signature on his people. And when they get in trouble and move under his judgment time and time and time again, God sends prophet and what do they say to them? You have not honored the Sabbaths. 
this is not what your life is about. This, it should be, that should be the high point of your life. It's not. That's what they, <laughs> they get in trouble for time and time again. And I want to get to this in the end. I'll get to there now. Can I just say, how, how good is God of all the things he could say, I'm going to be known by. <laughs> this is what he wants to be known by. Not, not, not the shrines or the, the temples or the religious laws that you need to conform to, that you need to obey to. No, no. The high point, the thing he says I want most, that's most characteristic of me, <laughs> is moments in joyful magnification in my presence. When my people come and they gather and they worship together and they worship me, that's the spot. That's what I want to be known by. It's, it's extraordinary. This is what God puts down for his people. And we've got to look at it and go, at the very least, how marvelous is he that this is his thing. I ask myself the question, like I said, to return, and I'm going to move to a conclusion very shortly. Uh, How serious am I about this? What do I measure? And I, I can't be too prescriptive here because, you know, life is complex and always difficult and we live in a world where this is not encouraged. Nothing in the world is geared for you to live out this life. Nothing. Nevertheless, for myself, I think the level of seriousness I should treat this is to ask myself some questions like these, at least in principle. Can I live in a smaller house with a lower mortgage that I have to work less in order to Sabbath well? If I can say to my children, we'll only do one sport this year instead of four, so that we can learn to Sabbath well, will I? If I can avoid banking or my leave Our elders will say, well, you definitely don't do that (laughs) at work because I want to get the payout and I'm a hard worker instead of spending extended moments in a year with my magnificent maker. I should do this, right? (laughs) Don't bank your leave. If I can avoid working on Sundays so I can Sabbath, including gathering for worship, I should. It's up to me if it's possible. Which leads me nicely, I guess, to the last question before I finish. And again, let me say, this is complicated. It's not as black and white as we could easily make it out to be. We could easily make it out to be hard and fast, you know, and some churches and Christian traditions do that. They'd say, no, nah, the Sabbath is a Saturday, 7 a.m., Saturday morning, 7 a.m., Sunday morning, nobody works. That's it, that's the block. <laughs> Done. Or Sunday. Can't be hard and fast on this. For various reasons that I'm not going to explain here, it gets very complicated. So I'm not hard and fast on this, but I'm also not going to go, oh, well, doesn't really matter. It does matter. Can I suggest that we need to consider 
since this is the way that God has laid down creation, that there is some time in your life, if, you, if you're a Christian, and even if you're not, I'd love you to see the beauty of this and the benefit of it for your life. But there is a 24-hour period in your week and another block in your year. Let's say just on the weekly rhythms, because this is what we're doing. But you stop. You stop. And the 24 hours is spent. Various ingredients that should be part of this worship is one of them. Worship. It's the only purpose for that time. How you do it, we need to grow in it. Right? We, 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 we suck at this. Right? Fellowship with others. Your family, your church family, your extended family. A unique kind of fellowship. Not the fellowship during the week. Come on, good morning. Good. Did you have a good sleep? Yeah, get your breakfast in and get dressed. We've got to go. Great. Doing life together. Fellowship in our family. Not that kind of fellowship. We stop. <laughs> Special breakfast this morning. We sit and hear each other. Maybe with a special friend if you're single. We ask each other how we are. We read the Bible. We pray. Yeah, no, we do the devotions during the week. Yeah, I know you do, but I know how my devotions go with my family. If that's the sort of thing you do. Come on, brush your teeth. Let's read, read. Come on, come on, sit. Yep, done. Pray, bed, because I've got to go out and I'm tired. I'm sick of it. Not great, fellowship. <laughs> we do it and we try, but this is different, right? This is a different kind of fellowship. It's an enhanced quality because it's the only thing we need to do. <laughs> Nothing else. That's, the, that's why we stop. Okay? So, so fellowship. Food. Um, obviously, no work. Switch off your phone. Put it away. Get away from it. Stop. <laughs> Initially, you'd say, well, I, don't, I can't do that. It is a scary thing to begin to do. Yes. We're so far from this. But by God's grace will we learn. And by God's grace, as he teaches us and shows us, we will get to the end of our lives and say, hey, you know what the best part was about living Sabbath? Kids will say, you know what the best part was about giving up the other three sports? Sabbaths. They were so good. God's going to, dare I say, reward them. Dare I say, show up. Dare I say, meet you in those moments. Because that's what he's created you for, Right? never a case that he's not going to show up and bless those moments. He will. Absolutely. So, uh, let's measure the moments with our maker. Two books. If you're a reader or a listener on Spotify, The Common Rule or Habits of the Household. Wonderful books that will help us to think about how do we do this. Explains a bit of why we should do it. I think you know why we should do it. How? What are the practical things we can do? Right? Learning how to Sabbath. If you have spare time or maybe use your Sabbaths to read or listen through one of those. One chapter a week. See how it changes your life. I recommend it. Okay. Um, we're getting to the finish, folks. 
Here's what I've told you today. Rest is about finding meaning in moments with our magnificent maker. Measure the moments with your maker in life. Make that the standard of what you want your life to be about. He will show up. Learn how to do it. And then let me finish now with the last thing I, I want to say. The last thing I want to draw attention to in this passage is, notice verse 1, stuff in green. God has created the whole world, and then when it was all completed, all in a vast array, think of all that was created. By the seventh day, again, verse 2, God had finished the work of creating. And then he rests. There's a connection between finished completion and rest. God puts Adam and Eve in this garden and he says to them, you, you are complete. You need nothing. Everything you need that is necessary for satisfaction, for, for health, for, for, for wholeness, for everything that you ever need to be and that you will ever need is complete. You are full. And I'll be like Ryan. Kateri, in comes a lie, a liar, that says no, you're not complete, you're not full, you need to work to, to become something, you, you're undone, and what you have and who you are is not finished, it's not complete. And, and what they do is what you do and I do. They believe it. They believe it. And then they, we, become incomplete. Unwhole. Unfinished. And the world we live in become incomplete as we know it. Unfinished. Until... Down the line, these words echo out in eternity. Again, in the Gospel of John, it is finished. <laughs> it's complete again. You see, on the cross, where Christ dies, all the, all the incompletion, all the all the unrest is, 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 is removed. It's taken away. So that if you, me, stand in this place and we say, we believe it, we accept it, you know what? You're complete. You're full. You have all that is necessary for a human being to be full and filled and complete and satisfied, you have it all like they did and more, right? The great gospel of the Christian faith is that in Christ, 
you're finished. You're, you're full, you're whole. And therefore, remember, being complete and resting is connected. Be at rest, my soul. Be at rest. It's done. You are all you ever need to be in Christ. And he will shape you to live out that truth and reality that's already true of you. Of course, there are bits we want to see still and need to see, but it's begun. It is finished. You are complete. Rest. The great church father, Augustine, said, my soul will not find rest until it finds its rest in thee, in Christ. That's where your rest lies. That's where we get it from. That's why this is all possible, to be people who find meaning in moments with our maker. Pray with me, please. Our Father, we... We forget. We forget what we are and who we are in your rest. <laughs> Father, the sheer, lavish, enormous goodness of what you've made, that it is so good, it is so complete, that we can rest and we all don't believe it. <laughs> maybe not enough or maybe the reality of it doesn't penetrate us deep enough and I pray that it will today I pray that such would be our deep experience of the finished and complete work of Christ Lord God that we will rest we would enter the rest, as your word says. Would you make it real at a deep, deep-seated level in our hearts, in our souls? And Father, from there, would you help us to live it out, to know how to live it out, make the choices we need to make, trust you that it would be worth it, and that we can't have anything better in life than the Sabbath. Would you make them so good? Would you in your grace and mercy meet every brother, every sister who, myself included, might go from here and try it, if I can put it that way? Will you meet us? Will you make those moments so sacred and special? Would you whet our appetite for it? And let us step into it more and more and more. And lastly, Father, I pray for anybody here who does not know you, does not know the story of Christ, but is yearning for rest. Would you make today the day where this friend finds it in you, Lord Jesus, despite not understanding it fully? Would you, friend, place your faith in him? Would you say, Lord Jesus, 
Will you rest me? Sabbath me. Complete me. And teach me what that means. We ask, Lord Jesus, in your name alone. Amen.